Praise the Lord, beloved. And just lift up your hands to the Lord and begin praying where you are. The scriptures tells us to take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, by praying always with all manner of prayers and supplications in the Spirit, even making mention unto God for the saints. For he that searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. For he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God, Mahmud at Balub de Glib the Arons Gelefra at a skilly bronche, Marando Segretiki Bronchans Abranam the Sacravisa da Brahai. Father, I make mention Mozada Gabrande for the saints before your presence, Anuska Bran Zectikra Atazi Devonshen Zembre Keptokusaya, Elebote Sande. Everyone listening to this teaching, my God, I pray, Mantas Gabrando. Man that the will of God for their lives Mondi Graatiskile may be revealed that the word of God may be a light unto their path let this word bring illumination let this word bring revelation and let this word my God bring forth the strength from their spirits to act it out and do what the word of God says and even as they behold the word of God as like unto a mirror beholding the glory of God my God a transformation will take place because your word in us is life your word in us is glory your word in us is power. In a sat paratna kuvrita atis kilibra atis sena. And your word, Father, does not return void, but it accomplishes your word. It accomplishes whatsoever you sent it to do. Even as the angel said that there shall be a performance of the word of God in the lives of the saints of God. Munda kila proknokonda, your word prospers in a manshaya, in the heart, in the mouth of your people. Your word prospers in their lives. There's no failure of the word of God in Skabrunda Kita Bronjan Zabranaya in the lives of the saints. Mask Ubra Atas Selemange Malebrondo Saplatna. Your word delivers an inheritance. Modogo Brananzge among the saints in the light. Mosapalika Pantoske Pre Ekadonkle Pra Ataski Vulamanda Skapranon Zelebrenge Credia. And I pray. For everyone who will listen to this message, that the power of God may meet them at the point of their needs. That Father, even as the ministry of the word of God is communicated, that there be miracles, signs, and wonders be carried out. In the name of Jesus, child of God, as you listen to this message tonight, let the power of God meet you. Let the power of God, right where you are, Meet you at the point of your need. Let the power of God right now address the needs in your life. 
you can just lift up your hands by faith and receive that which the word of God is bringing into your life. That which the anointing and power of the spirit of God is bringing into your life. Whatever needs you have right now, by the power of the word of God and in the name of Jesus Christ, those needs are being met right now. Those needs, those issues are being addressed right now. The intelligence of the power of the Spirit of God, yes, is working. Is working. You, right on the other side, yes, of those speakers, the power of God is reaching you. Just lift up your hands, child of God, and receive throughout the ministry of the word this evening. The power of God will address, the power of God will meet, the power of God, hallelujah, glory to God will bless you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For there's no limitations in the spirit, there's no distance in the spirit world. And the word and the power which is present right here is able to meet you right there in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, we were supposed to conduct the teaching and the message that you will now hearing today on Sunday but we could not because of the interjection of the prophetic ministry that we carried out by the Spirit of God but this message has been lingering in my spirit since Sunday and I felt pressed in my spirit to record it and send it out to the people of God. It is about releasing the power of God. You know, everyone who has received the Holy Spirit has <clears throat> power available for them. Everyone who believes in Jesus Christ has been given rights by the new birth to access and utilize the unlimited power of God. And 
this was one of the things that the Apostle Paul was praying for the saints of God to be illuminated in. When he said that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance. And the third thing he wanted us to know, and I believe this is what the Spirit of God wants us to know, to familiarize ourselves with, to come into a knowledge of. And he says, and what is to know what is the exceeding greatness. And this knowledge can only come through the enlightening of our dianoia, through the ministry of the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And he says, through, through intimacy and through communion and fellowship with the spirit of wisdom, we will come into an understanding and a knowledge of exactly what is what is the exceeding greatness of his power the bible the greek word there is hupo below megatos of his um, of his dunamis so he he's referring to the extremities of god's power and and he says that his desire is that we 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 know we have an intimate knowledge a working knowledge of what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe so there is a measure of power that is available and really directed to us who believe and this is a power that worked in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So, whatever this power is, we know and understand that it is the power God utilized to raise Jesus from the dead. And this is, this is amazing because it, it alludes to the fact that God stretched himself or went beyond the limits in exercising power to resurrect Jesus. It, 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 it seems or the implications are there was an exertion of power in the resurrection of Jesus Christ beyond any other point in the utility of God's power. And this is that power that is directed and made available to us who believe. So the Christian life is, is, is a life of power. And it should thus be carried out in the power, in the exceeding greatness of his power, in the resurrection power of God. Now, if this power 
raised up Jesus from the dead. And not only did it raise him up from the dead, but it is the same power by which he is seated at the right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. And this is the same power by which he is seated and governs the universe of God. And he says that the power that governs the universe, that Jesus is seated by, is accessible to us. And this is that same power by which he will bring all things into his subjection. This is the same power by which he will bring all his enemies under his footstool. This is the same power by which he would subdue not only the nations, but creation. And there's something about this prayer that begs investigation to really understand not only the nature of this power, but how to access it and have it benefit our lives. Now, let's do a little study on the power and on the life of our Lord Jesus Christ and how he accessed the power and how he would require us to access that power because remember should we know how to access this power, then that would mean transformation, alterations, changes in your life can be as frequent as your ability to access this power. In other words, things in your life can change miraculously. Things in your life can shape up miraculously. Provided the power that you are demanding operation from or the changes you are demanding from this power is uh, provided for, allotted for in the use of this power. So, Jesus, we know, was the Son of God. We know he was the Word of God made flesh. We understand clearly that he... He was fully God, co-equal with God in every way, shape, and form. However, 
being a man, he was subjected to the limitations of man. And in order for him to carry out supernatural work in the earth, he required the endowment of divine ability. So as a man, he could not carry out divine purpose, divine will without the endowment of the divine power and the divine enablement of God. So we study in his life that he waited 30 years. He lived 30 years without this endowment. And at the end of a 30-year period, he came to a man named John who was born six months ahead of him through the same uh, uh, operation of the angelic message that God brought to his mother Elizabeth and Zechariah. And it was that same angel that brought forth the word which later uh, made Mary conceive the seed who was to be Jesus Christ. So in a way they are related. They are related and John the Baptist had a peculiar ministry and his ministry was to be a voice and was to be a man or to prepare the way for Jesus Christ. And he himself had received this endowment. However, he received his endowment while he was still in his mother's womb. The Bible tells us that when Mary came to visit Elizabeth, and when she was about six months pregnant after the angel had visited Peter, I mean, after the angel had visited Mary and pronounced and proclaimed that she should uh, bear a son out of the power of the Holy Ghost, Mary went by and went to visit Elizabeth because the angel told Mary that Elizabeth was also pregnant. And the Bible says when, when Elizabeth heard the voice of Mary that the baby in her kicked and from there he was filled with the Holy Ghost. And there's a mystery in that because the voice of Mary gave or the voice of Mary caused the baby in Elizabeth's womb to kick. And I would present and I would propose to the listener that this wasn't just the voice, but because of what she was carrying, it was the word in her that caused the baby to kick. Nevertheless, the Bible tells us that when John grew up, he grew up and became strong in spirit and was in the deserts till the day of his manifestation. And it was there in the desert that he began to minister and Israel began to journey into the desert to hear what John had to say. And this is remarkable because the Bible is telling us that men left their cities, their houses, their stations and went into the desert. There had to be a pulling of the spirit of God because John though he was a prophet 
And though he had carried out some sort of evangelistic work, John did not go out into the cities calling man, but it was man coming into the desert to hear what John had to say. And it was during those periods of preaching and during those periods of his ministry that John began to, to relay and speak about the purposes for why he came. He said he was not the Christ, but that there is one coming after him who is not worthy or who uh, by whom he is not worthy to even loose the sandal of his satraps. But he must decrease that he must might increase and this is the man whom we know as the lamb who takes away the sins of the world now john said something striking about him he said that this is the one who will baptize man in the spirit and with fire and wasn't this the same thing that happened to john when mary spoke and elizabeth heard and the baby in her belly began to kick and was filled with the holy ghost supposedly it was so I don't know, but there's a spirit upon me right now. And my God, I sense that there's a change coming in someone's life listening to this. I'm speaking by the prophetic anointing of God's spirit that is upon me right now. And while one day John was preaching, Jesus came in their midst. And the Bible tells us this, that John saw Jesus and says behold the Lamb of God which takes away the foundation I mean which takes away the sins of the world and Jesus while John was baptizing hallelujah glory to God came into the water to be baptized by John and John said no it is I that needs to be baptized by you and Jesus said no suffer it so now that we might fulfill all unrighteousness and many things were taking place at that time. And John, the Bible tells us, has was witness because he said that the one who sent him told him that the one upon whom he shall see the spirit descend that is the Christ that means the sign by which the Christ should be recognized was by the spirit descending upon a man and John when he recognized and saw after the baptism how that the spirit of God through the opening of the heavens and the voice of God that came that Jesus Christ was filled with the Holy Ghost and the Bible says this that upon that infilling that Jesus was thrusted as a man taken by a wind and Jesus was pushed into the wilderness without notice ha, without any moment to spare the Holy Ghost took Jesus he was led of the Holy Ghost to go into the wilderness to be tested and this is the first introduction to power or to the excess of power that we find Jesus 
Christ having to face. And the first test, the first place was the devil. My brother, my sister, you will never taste the power of God until you meet the devil. It is the Holy Ghost who fixed the meeting, who fixed and arranged the temptation and the testing period of Jesus. And the Bible says that Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. Is this not interesting that John, from his youth as a child, hallelujah, after he was filled with the Holy Ghost, spent his days in the wilderness. And Jesus, after he's filled with the Holy Ghost, he is spending days in the wilderness. There seems to be a relationship between the Holy Ghost and the wilderness and isolation and solitude. A man will never find power until and unless he learns how to separate himself from the crowd and be in the wilderness and meet with God and God caused him to meet with the devil and when he met with the devil for 40 days and 40 nights the Bible tells us that he was tempted in all points and this brings me to my second point and it seems to me that there is a mystery about the temptation and about the power of the Holy Ghost that has a lot to do with a man abstaining from food because the Bible tells us that upon meeting with the devil Jesus decided to fast. The Bible was not specific in that God told him to fast. The Bible tells us that God arranged a meeting for Jesus to have with Satan. But God never told Jesus to fast. And upon the duration of that temptation, Jesus fasted. And it seems to me that that was the key to Jesus' victory and to Jesus' Jesus overcoming the temptation. It was the fact that he was fasting, abstaining from food. Now, doesn't this seem very, very familiar? Remember in Genesis, the Bible tells us that God had placed man in the garden and told him that out of every tree in the garden, he may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he will shall not eat. For the day he ate of that tree, he would die. So God was effectively telling the man, listen, you can eat sometimes I mean, you can eat uh, some from the trees in the garden. You may indulge and delight yourself in some of these fruits, but you must abstain. You must fast from some fruits. This is my brother and my sister. The thing that led to the fall of man, his inability to abstain from the fruit that God told him to do, his inability to 
to abstain, to fast from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil caused his fall. Generations later, a man, yes, under the same circumstances, is meeting with the same devil that caused the man who has given dominion to lose his dominion. Adam, as long as he kept as long as he abstained and fasted from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he could exercise all the dominion and the power that God had delegated to him over creation. But the moment he ate, he lost that power and he became a slave. My God, spiritual power has dimensions of excess and once we understand these dimensions they can be a release of power even upon our lives and it was no different from Jesus he had to face the same temptations my God in one of the temptations Satan said to him if he was the son of God he should command that these stones be turned into bread and Jesus was wiser than that and he had a greater understanding of what it means to be a man of God and he said devil Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That means a man can be sustained in the same way, but yes, by the word of God as by food. That means they can be an excess of a dimension where you can live by feeding of God, by feeding of his word. This is what the Bible tells us happened to Moses when he was on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. He ate no food. He drank no drink. Yet the man was not withered. The man was not weakened. But he was strengthened because the Bible says that this man was on the mountain receiving the words of God. And yes, after 40 days and 40 nights, you would think that Moses would have grown the more weaker, but he was stronger. Beyond that, Moses did not know that the skin of his faith had received so much of the word, so much of the logos, so much of the ring, that there was a penetration of light through my Akion throughout his face, such that when he came down from the mountain, they did not see skinny Moses, but they saw shining Moses. They saw glorious Moses because the word of God produces glory. The word of God produces light. The word of God is light. And Moses came down and Aaron and the children of Israel could not look upon his face because of the glory that was shining upon him. And a veil had to be put. But no more. Because even we with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of God. We are being changed from glory to glory. The word of God, my brother, my sister, is the key to sustenance in life is the key, my God, to accessing the dimensions of power. When we understand how to operate fully in the word, how to behold the glory of the word of God,
God as in a mirror, we will be transformed. And this was no different when Jesus began to understand and tap into the principles and secrets of power. He understood that first things first, I must overcome temptations that the devil is bringing against me and how am I going to do that I'm going to abstain from food I'm going to abstain from drink I'm going to keep my mouth shut glory to God from all the delicacies of life this is what Daniel did the Bible says he ate no pleasant food for 21 days and at the end of the 21 days of his fast and prayer the heavens broke through and the heavens my God opened up and the revelations of God concerning the future were brought to him. Maybe the reason why your future is not revealed to you is because you have not abstained from food for a considerable amount of time. But when you learn to abstain from food, my brother, my sister, when you learn, my God, to fast from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, all of a sudden you realize that the power of the Holy ghost in you is stirred and yes it was so even my god <laughs> when god sent jonah to nineveh and he proclaimed the message the bible says the king proclaimed the fast that no Yes, man or beast should eat anything. And they began to pour sackcloth in humility to God. And God, what he meant to do, the judgment he meant to bring upon Nineveh, God changed his mind and said, I will do no such thing anymore. It is fasting that begins to change the atmosphere of the spirit dimensions in, in your life. And this is what Jesus did for 40 days and 40 nights. He told him, this 40 days and 40 nights I will not leave by bread. Yes, that means at any point in time you can switch. You can switch. You can switch from living from the energy of natural food to the energy of of spiritual food and Jesus said it he said the flesh profiteth nothing it is the spirit that gives life because the words that I speak unto you they are spirit and they are life this seems to me this is exactly what Jesus did he went in the wilderness field full of the Holy Spirit and after some time in fasting and resisting the devil in Luke chapter 4 the Bible says he came out full of power it is no coincidence he came in with the Holy Ghost he came out with power oh the reason why I see there's a lack of power in Christianity today is because we have not learned the secrets of power. We have not learned the keys to the release of power. Jesus knew it. And if we would do what Jesus did, we would learn that the power that resided in us all the time was waiting to be unleashed. Fasting releases the dominant power in Jesus' 
fasted. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights and he came up with so power, so much power that he did all his work, all his ministry from that one session. My God. He did it in three years. My God. When he came out, he came out with power and he ministered with power and devils knew who he was. His rank in the spirit was respected. The man abstained from food. The man fasted. My brother, my sister, I did not intend to get to this point here so quickly, but it seems that the Holy Spirit wants this message to come across. It is an urgent meeting an urgent message for the time. Now, now is time. It's time to say no to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's time to say no to the devil's temptation. It is time to say no. It is time to resist the devil by fasting, by prayer. There's another interesting story in the Bible. If you read Luke chapter 10, the Bible tells us that Jesus after he chose his disciples and called them apostles. The Bible tells us this thing. Yes, that he sent them out. After their appointment, he sent them out and gave them power. Power over devils. Power over unclean spirits. Power over sicknesses and diseases. And he told them that he gave them authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt them. This is what Jesus told the 12 disciples. Yes, even the 70. But something strange began to happen. If you read Matthew chapter 17, some disciples were left alone. Nine to be exact. While Jesus was up on Mount Transfiguration, there was an issue that arose. A man came to them, yes, and he brought forth his son who was vexed by a devil. Jesus was not there, but they had power. Now, this is what's interesting to me. Because when Jesus came down, he wondered at the commotion. And the man came running and kneeling down to Jesus saying, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy on my son. For he's an epileptic and he suffers severely. For often falls into the fire and into the water. This devil caused this boy trouble. Caused this man trouble. And he says something strange. He said, I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. What happened to the power? What happened to the power? Where was the power? Did Jesus take away the power from his disciples? I mean, there were nine. There were nine that were left and none of them could cure him. Now he could. Now, this is what I want you to notice. They could not. 
that doesn't mean they did not. They tried, but they failed. And the Bible tells us that Jesus said, Oh, ye faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon. It is clear that the cause of this man's child's issues was a devil. It may be also clear that the cause of some of your life's trouble is a devil. My brother, I'm sure you've been trying to cast it out. My sister, I'm sure you've been trying all you can. You've been using all the scriptures you can to cast out that devil, but it just wouldn't go. The issue just wouldn't go. The problem just wouldn't be solved. And you wonder, does God hate me? Is God angry at me? Is God punishing me? The Spirit of God says, no, my child, I'm not punishing you. You've just not learned how to use the keys to release the power. And yes, Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. Why did it work for Jesus and it did not work for the disciples? I will tell you why. You see, when it comes to receiving the Holy Ghost, you just receive. He is a gift. But when it comes to receiving power, it is not a gift. It is a sacrifice. You must pay the price. With the Holy Ghost, you don't pay the price. It is free because of the salvation of Jesus Christ. But with his power, you must pay the price. Jesus paid the price. The disciples did not pay the price. And this will begin to be revealed when the disciples came privately to Jesus and said why could we not cast him out and Jesus said to them because of your unbelief the first thing they needed to pay the price for that they didn't was the building of faith was the strengthening of faith and how does faith come it comes by the word of God that means they truly did not believe when Jesus said I gave you power they did not believe the word of Jesus the word came but they did not receive it with gladness nor was it engrafted in their souls so when it came time to act out what, what what they were given they could not do it because they did not receive accept embrace that they had power he said because of your unbelief do you believe you have the Holy Ghost in you do you believe that the word and the spirit of God lives in you do you believe that the power of God resides in you do you believe that the exceeding greatness of his power to them that believe is granted to you do you believe that you have access do you believe what Jesus said when he said I will give you keys to the kingdom do you believe maybe that's why things are not changing as they should because you don't believe if you begin to believe Jesus said for surely I say to you if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing nothing and nothing shall be impossible for you already faith does deal with a lot of your troubles he says nothing will be impossible if you have faith verse 21 says however that means there are situations and issues that need additional support apart from your faith Yes, however, this kind, he says, does not go out 
That means there will be no release for power to deal with this kind except by prayer and fasting. By prayer and fasting. However, this kind, that means there are kinds of spiritual conditions. There are kind of physical conditions. There are kind of of situations and circumstances in your life that will not go away until you enter into a season of fasting and prayer. Notice, he did not say this kind does not go out by <laughs> except by casting out. No, 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 no. You have tried to cast out. You have tried to command. He said this kind, they are, they are, they are spiritual realities, spiritual experiences spiritual circumstances and situations that will not change in your life, that will not go out, that will not go out. If you read Mark, he said, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. Now, there are kinds where, where casting out is not enough. You've got to add something. And this is a depth, my brother and my sister, that you must begin to tap into. He said, except by prayer and fasting, by prayer, prayer and fasting by prayer and fasting the holy spirit said i must tell you if you will fast and if you will diligently pray there will be such a release of power in your life that all the strong man that has bound you hindered you limited you will be driven out of your life and you shall have great spoils even delayed blessings shall find their way to you yes the time is now proclaim a fast and yes 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 proclaim a fast proclaim a fast proclaim a fast and begin to seek the lord thy god pray many of you fast but you don't pray if you fast 12 hours at least at least pray half of that yes because fasting accelerates manifestations of power of blessings and of promises the exceeding greatness of his power is readily is readily available but you must pay the price there are some issues that can only be supernaturally changed in your life there are some issues they can only be transformed by the power of the Holy Ghost. And you would need to use the right key to open that door. And the key is fasting. If you know there are issues in your life that require transformation, that require change. The Holy Ghost has given you a solution, a timely word, a timely instruction. Fast, consciously, deliberately, stay away from bread and feed 
his word and be in his presence and watch these kinds of situations circumstances go out of your life poverty sickness limitation delays barrenness stagnation idleness curses woes spells weapons enemies they will they will go out fast and pray fast and pray fast and pray some of you have been asking lord what should i do what should i do i don't know what to do i've tried everything fast and pray fast and pray these kinds does not go out except by prayer and fasting hallelujah amen